Found them. How many did you eat? You hadn't guessed, we're in a tight spot. The main power drive is not responding and the hull has lost its integrity. I suspect the temperature will drop significantly when night falls. I'll have a better idea of our prospects at that time. Sorry, lady, I don't understand frog. Yes, hello, and welcome to another episode of Never Seen Star Wars, where before today we'd never seen Mandalorian Chapter 10, The Passenger, but now we have. I'm your host, Trevor Chong, and really excited to talk to you all about The Mandalorian Chapter 10, or Season 2, Episode 2, however you, however you want to call it. And I'm joined here, as always, with my co-host, Jordan. Jordan, how are you? Trevor, doing really well. Just had a really big breakfast. I had about a half dozen over easy frog spawn eggs. They were so good. A little slimier than I thought they'd be, but they are delicious. Awesome. It's glad that you're well fed, uh, as long as no one finds out. And we're joined here as well by, by a new guest here, joined by Catherine. Catherine, how are you? Hi, I'm good. I, I was stressed out that whole time, but I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Now, Catherine, you're joining us here, and you uh, told me a bit about your Star Wars fandom, but why don't you tell yeah. the, the listeners a little bit about your Star Wars fandom and what, what you bring to the table here in this podcast? <laughs> okay. Um, well, I always grew up like watching Star Wars and everything, um, but over the past few months, I have very quickly consumed like all of the Star Wars animated shows. <laughs> Um, and in doing so, my knowledge of Star Wars has, like, drastically increased. So, I, I fully consider myself a Star Wars nerd at this point. <laughs> perfect, perfect. So, you watched, had you not seen Clone Wars or Rebels or anything before this whole pandemic or anything? Um, I tried to watch Clone Wars, and then I was like, this is horrible, I can't do this. <laughs> so, I've actually never Whoa. seen the first season of Clone Wars. Right. <laughs> But everything after the first season is great. <laughs> right, great, great. So you can tell us a little bit. We never, we haven't seen some of these characters that we know from the animated series, but we can talk a bit about that at the end. You can tell us a little bit what we have to look forward to and maybe where we think they will drop in uh, if they do drop in. Well, we know at least one will drop in because we saw <laughs> them in a trailer, but yes. we'll talk about that later. So welcome, everybody. Again, the, this podcast is called the Never Seen Star Wars Podcast. Now we have seen Star Wars, each of us here, but it sort of goes with the two series that we're running. So one, I do sort of a, we'll call it a monthly podcast with Kristen, <laughs> where we've been going through the Star Wars saga, where she watches it for the first time. And we're also doing these weekly podcasts recapping The Mandalorian Season 2. And so now we've watched, just now we've watched Chapter 10, The Passenger Let's just get into initial reactions. Jordan, what did you think of this episode? Yeah, this one was fun. Uh, you know, I said it last week and I said it in the preview podcast as well. Episodes of The Mandalorian are a lot like video game levels or chapters, if you will, where you have to complete a task in order to get onto the next thing. And this one was definitely like that. Like he gets, for the majority of the episode, he's stranded in this ice cave and he needs to survive all these spiders. I could totally see that being a video game level. But uh, like Catherine was saying, there's a lot of suspense in this episode, just hoping he would survive. You knew he would survive, but it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed this one. Awesome. And Catherine, what did you think of the episode? Okay, um, when Baby Yoda went flying <laughs> off of the speeder, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. like almost started screaming. And then <laughs> when he like ran over to Mando after like the guy was dead or whatever, I actually screamed. Um, <laughs> So it was, yeah, I was very stressed for lots of it, but it was right. really good. I liked it. Right. So it's, is it safe to say that you are a Baby Yoda fan, Catherine? Yes. The first time I watched The Mandalorian, I didn't care about Baby Yoda. And then by the third time I'd watched the first season, I, he's all I care about. All you care about, yeah. 
<laughs> exactly. So there was lots of great Baby Yoda this oh. episode. And that was something that I was saying is that in the first episode, he was there a lot, but sort of just lingering in the background. Yeah. Here he was a bit more within the story. And I, and I appreciate that. I want him to not be just a background character, but he was doing a lot of shenanigans. And so for me, I also really enjoyed the episode. I think we're off to a hot start here in season two we're already a quarter of the way through the season which oh my is gosh. sad to think about but we got a lot of action to go so let's dig into this episode a little bit here so it starts off and it just seems like again be a little trend with the mandalorian where we get in the opening we get a fight scene or some sort of quick skirmish which is sort of unrelated to the rest of the story the bit of the cold opening here so so mandalorian is on the speeder and he gets uh, falls for the old the old rope on a stick yeah. trap by these bounty hunter gangs, and he goes flying. Although he lands in his feet, and Baby Yoda rolls on the floor. But Jordan, what do you think of this this opening here? Yeah, I mean, we've seen the wily e. coyote try this trick a million times on the Roadrunner, never got to work. But <laughs> somehow Mandalorian falls for this one. All these little these little punks hanging out in the woods, or not the woods, in the desert, and. Uh, yeah, it was pretty amazing how he went flying off and then just initially like hit the jet pack to land perfectly smoothly. And then he had a great scrap with these guys. I love when he uh, kind of like pulled his own gun off of the guy and smoked the two guys in the face. That was amazing. <laughs> the highlight, of course, the end when he gives the guy the rocket pack and then just sends the rocket pack flying in the air, essentially <laughs> dropping the guy from like 50 feet in the air, killing him. That was amazing. <laughs> Now, Catherine, what do you think? Do you think this is a fair trade? A jetpack for Baby Yoda, is that a fair trade? I mean, considering that Mando would give up, like, something from his people to save Baby Yoda, that means a lot. So I think for Mando, it was a fair trade. I don't think the other guy really cared that much. I think he just wanted whatever he could get. <laughs> okay. I felt okay. like Mando never really felt like any of his stuff was in danger of being lost. You know, he's like, yeah, yeah. take whatever you want. <laughs> he knew he was going to find a way to kill this guy. I just have to say uh, that one guy who, was, who he sent up in the air, who was holding the knife to, the, to Baby Yoda's head, that's got to be the most hated man or creature in all <laughs> of the world right now. You know, in, yeah. even in this time of this crazy election where there's clearly someone who a lot of people hate, no one hates anyone more than the guy holding baby Yoda at knife point. <laughs> right, right. Now, the question is here is, do we think that these bounty hunters, is it safe to assume that they were sent here by Moff Gideon? I mean, it's Tatooine where, like, no one's really in charge. So I feel like they were just kind of random dudes. <laughs> but they seemed like they had a mission, Jordan, where they, they knew they wanted the child, get the child, right? So they yeah. must have had some intel here. Yeah, you have to imagine uh, like the beacons that all the bounty hunters had last season, that they're still up and running and they're still on the lookout for this guy. Uh, it would have been pretty convenient that this Mandalorian, who just happens to be the most wanted Mandalorian to Moff Gideon, with this prized possession child was riding through the desert when they were just hanging out in the desert doing God knows what. So <laughs> I, think, I think it's for sure showing us that there's going to be more, more guys out looking for the Mando. Yeah, I guess it's, it's, I guess it's I wonder, the whole thing with the beacons and finding people, because wasn't that through Grief, Grief Karga and the Bounty Hunters Guild? And they're sort, of, they're sort of on good terms now with the Mandalorian. So it's just a wonder, like, is this something we're going to see every episode? Are people going to be trying to get, uh, random people going to be trying to get Baby Yoda? Or is, again, two episodes, no Moff Gideon. When is he <laughs> going to get into the picture? But I guess that's something that we'll wait and see. Because I, I got to think next episode, he's got to be around the corner. Don't you think, don't you think Catherine? Um, I mean, he didn't show up until the very end last time. So I wouldn't be surprised if he did the same thing again. But I think... I think that someone important has to show up soon. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, like, otherwise there won't be enough time to make you interested before the season ends. All right. Well, sp well speaking of someone important showing up, we had a uh, nice lady here, and I don't even remember her name, but a nice lady here, and she was playing a game of Sabak, and she was playing it with the great Dr. Mandible, Jordan. Dr. <laughs> Dr. Mandible, your thoughts on Dr. Mandible? <laughs> great name. When you're, when you're playing cards with Dr. Mandible, you got to keep an eye on all of his arms there because there's a good yeah. chance he's got something in one of his hands. But Dr. Mandible apparently, okay, has great relations with the Mandalorian. Now, is this just a coincidence that their names start the same way? 
Mandible, <laughs> Mandalorian, or is there something else going on here? Uh, Catherine, do, do you remember through any of the animated series say, seeing anybody like a Dr. Mandible? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> Yeah. I don't remember either. I think this, to me, this, if anything, it reminds me similar to uh, Lady Proxima. I mean, it's a different thing, but sort of the strangeness <laughs> yeah. of Lady Proxima in Solo, yeah. sort of yeah. very random, seems out of place. But here's Dr. Matt. I kind of want to see more about Dr. What is he a doctor of, Jordan? <laughs> I know, he's a doctor of something, and he has all these connections. He thinks he's really good at playing cards. Like a Dr. Mandible spinoff series is something I'm 100% here for. I mean, he seems like a good guy to bring on the, the Mando crew. You could use a doctor. They always seem to get into trouble. Like, is he a medical doctor or is he like, is he a doctor because he studied so much? Like, he has a PhD in, in, in history or philosophy or something like that. Well, he'd be good at doing some kind of procedure with all of his arms. He could put them all to use, mm-hmm. um, be, be very resourceful that way. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to know. Hard to know what here, but, but Dr. Mandible, uh, do, you, do you think we see Dr. Mandible again, Catherine? I doubt it. <laughs> That's fair. I did, That's like, fair. I did like that um, Pelly, the the girl with the curly hair. I did like that she was in it more. I like okay. her. She's funny. Okay, so it's nice to have her back. Yeah, it's two episodes now, so she's now had more time. Mm-hmm. Again, I wonder, now we've left Tatooine, do we run into her again, or is that it for her? I would imagine that's it for her. I'm not sure what else you can do with her. Yeah, she's like a transitional character. And, and something that I noticed about her, I noticed this last week and I didn't think anything of it because I thought it was just innocent. But last <laughs> week she mentioned to the Mando that hanging out in, around Tatooine, she said, I've seen all kinds of shapes and sizes. And he, she said it in this little voice that was like, what is she referring to there? But then in this episode, she had another curious line where she said, I'm one small skank in the scud pile. And I have <laughs> okay. to wonder, is she just this innocent, nice lady? Or is she, does she have a couple of double entendres going on here? Like, what is she actually talking about? I need to know more. That would be a great plot. Crazy mechanic lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're Dr. Mandible and her, uh, you know, on a date. Was, it, was this yeah. a date? Drinks. Now we know what he's the doctor of. Did they meet on Tattoo <laughs> Tinder? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Made that one of you. Okay, but uh, we're moving on here, and we, we move now to the star of the episode, and that is we meet Frog Lady. Frog Lady shows up here. Uh, Jordan, initial thoughts on Frog Lady. Uh, Frog Lady, um, this, is, this is classic Star Wars here. This, these are the characters that we love to see because they're just so silly looking, like Admiral Akbar's of the world. They're just so funny <laughs> to look at. Um, she's got her eggs with her. Really interesting thing, and I think this is really good advice, Trevor, for you and Nicole, who are about <laughs> to have a baby any day. Um, Frog Lady, when she's traveling with her spawn, she cannot go into hyperdrive or it'll harm the baby so keep that in mind when you're driving your wife to the hospital don't drive too fast you're gonna okay. hurt the little baby there so really good advice from this episode all right thank you i'll <laughs> make sure to keep an eye on that Catherine, did you have thoughts on frog lady as a character <laughs> i cackled um she's she's kind of like she made me think of like a grandma or like okay. She's just being a nice, protective mom, but she also made me think of a grandma for some reason. <laughs> now, was she the same species as the the locals on Luke Skywalker's yeah. little island there? The same that, thing? That's what I was going to say. The caretakers on Act 2, uh, they're yeah. very similar. I do not believe they're the same. I could okay. be wrong, though, yeah. but the caretakers on Act 2. I don't know. Catherine, did you ever thought on that? Wait, now I gotta see what they look like. Yeah, we can look that up though. You guys can, you guys at home, you're listening, Google the caretakers on Act Two and yeah. see. I think they're similar, but the way that the thing is though is that she said, now maybe this is interesting. She said that these eggs are basically the last of their species. Right. But right. now, but now, Last Jedi's, Last Jedi's 25 years later, did they, did they settle on Act Two and that's they all true. grew there <laughs> and, they, and they hung out with Luke and that's how they have a species? I don't know. So maybe the story where we should be worried about is not who is the last Jedi, but who is the last frog lady. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So we know we have this frog lady and she's with her eggs and they have a plan. Okay. So the plan was actually a little tricky. She's, she's going to meet, she has to meet her husband, right? On some moon. But then also the, that through that, they know where more Mandalorians are. Is that right, Jordan? The husband apparently has seen them around. 
or know something about where they are. Yeah, it's kind of kind of vague there. Right, and the key is that they can't travel in light speed. They got to go sublight. So now we have a term for that. I don't think we've yeah. we've heard that before. I, that's all I travel is sublight. <laughs> <laughs> I only travel by light speed, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> And we encounter a couple X-Wings here, Catherine. And what exactly were they? So again, again, another thing I was a little confused about. So it's the New Republic, right? And so we're not really sure. We don't really know this because this is the, the time when none of the movies really cover where the good guys are actually in charge of the galaxy. Um, but they, it's sort of like they want to ID check. They're sort of pulling over Mando and they say, we want to see license and registration. Is that right? Yeah, which I find strange because like, Star Wars, they don't really seem too concerned all the time, like keeping track of all of the people in the galaxy, considering mm-hmm. that they like have never seen Baby Yoda or know nothing about their species. It seems kind of weird that they would want that. Um, but I thought it was funny that the, the two X-Wing pilots were Dave Filoni, one of the yes. directors. And then, have you guys seen Kim's Convenience? Yes, yes. Paul yeah. son. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was Alpha. Yes, it's Appa. Am I, am I good Appa pilot? Yeah. <laughs> no, Janet. So Mr. And then they Kim, came in at the Mr. end Kim, for a sneak attack. Mr. Kim. So, Jordan, Mr. Kim, he's become an X-Wing pilot. Walk me through that story here. Well, how did, I mean, how did Mr. Kim happen? Obviously, he was hanging out with Mr. Chin, and they were talking about what they were going to do over the weekend. And, you know, Oma probably wanted to hang out with him, but, she, but he wanted to go golfing, and somehow they decided to become X-Wing pilots instead. They, they, <laughs> you know, we know Mr. Kim and, and Jung have a, a tenuous relationship. Did, did Jung, knowing that he's going to become Shang-Chi, and Mr. Kim's like, okay, I can do one better. I'm going to go become an X-Wing pilot. How about that? You know, the upper the – a Jung situation is not too different from the Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker situation. <laughs> There's a lot of parallels between Kim's convenience and Star Wars. If you think about it. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, Hayden Christensen and Mr. Kim are very similar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're both yes. people. They're yeah. both, they both live in Canada. <laughs> okay. There we go. All right. So the X-Wing, they, they want to pull over the, the Mandalorian and the Razor Crest and they say, Mando says, nope, I'm out of here. And he makes a run for it. Was this the right move, Jordan? Does this make a run for it? I mean, he can't go into hyperdrive or he's going to kill the guys. Mm-hmm. He probably can't take on two X-Wings, like, you know, in a, in a combat. So I think this was his best move. And it turned out to be, be the way for him to get away. Yeah, sort of. I mean, he ended yeah, up in of. a bottom of a pit with, you know, we'll get to that. But I mean, what other choice did he have there? The yeah, he couldn't go into hyperdrive because he needed to keep the ladies' babies alive. <laughs> but do you think, Catherine, that he could have talked his way out of this? I don't know. He's... <laughs> okay, I'm convinced that Mando is a little bit dumb because really? he seems oh. he seems bad at talking in general. Maybe it's just because Mandalorians are all secretive and don't spend a lot of time talking. He's great when it comes to fighting, but he's not very good when it comes to talking to people. <laughs> right, is he is he only good at talking when it comes to Tuscan Raiders? Is that is that yeah. the question? Yeah. He knows yeah. he knows like how to it. communicate with them, but then again, <laughs> you know, does he not know how to talk to Norby? He's very he's very direct. He doesn't share his feelings yeah. a lot or anything like that. Yeah. He seems so, really lost. <laughs> yeah. So maybe so we, he makes a run for it and he does sort of get away. And they fall into this trap here. And so there's a few things that happen here. We want to touch on this, though. And you, Jordan, you brought up off the start here. But the ongoing story of Baby Yoda and his desire to, you know, he has the munchies going on here. Yeah, I mean, we talk about, like, what kind of new force powers we might see him using. And now we learn that he can use the force to get an egg closer to him so he can have a snack. Maybe the most (laughs) valuable force power we've seen. Yeah, I mean, if Uncle Ben was talking to him, with great power comes great responsibility. No, I just want, I just want some more snacks. Catherine, what do you think of his, his desire to eat more and more of these eggs? I think Mando needs to feed his child more. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's fair. Funny. We never really see him eat very much. I guess yeah. we, well, that's not true. We do see him eat a lot, but never fed from the Mandalorian. Yeah. He's finding yeah. ways to get, his, to get his soup, to get his <laughs> frogs, to get his eggs now. I mean, yes, he does eat frogs, so eating frog eggs... Isn't that yeah. unreasonable? Oh, interesting. Yeah. What's the best way to cook? Bring, what's the best way to cook a frog egg? Bit. I'm gonna oh, go yeah, with that. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan, what's the best way to cook a frog egg? I don't know. Mash them, boil them, cook <laughs> them in a stew. <laughs> All right, Jordan. What were you? What were you gonna say? I was gonna say it's interesting. You brought up uh, Uncle Ben there in an episode that involves spiders. 
Exactly. So we get into this idea here. We'll get to the spiders in a sec because I want to talk a little bit more about this frog lady because there's just there's just yeah. so much with this frog lady. So, so she plugs into this this other droid that that Mando uh, destroyed in season one. I was a little surprised in the preview, in the you know the recap that we got Mando killing that droid was sort of like why why are we seeing yeah. this random scene? And now we know a sort of reminder. Okay, this droid. And so Jordan, what do you think of her translating here? She kind of seemed like you know Mando what the heck are you doing like yeah like what do you mean we're done like I thought you were Mandalorian <laughs> yeah I mean I think the the voice of the droid makes it obviously more aggressive than it might be but it also seemed like she was very irritated you know she she says like hey like, I thought honoring a deal was part of the Mandalorian code you're no Mandalorian what's your problem and she really cuts to the root of him she knows what's going to get him to help and uh you know I guess it works out it does work out and I guess what else was their plan really I mean to yeah. be honest they haven't they had to leave the planet anyway, so they, they're sort of on the same same track. Yeah. They would have been regardless. Uh, and then we get into this part, Catherine, maybe uh, my favorite part of the episode, where <laughs> where the lady frog, uh, frog lady, the lady frog, wow, the frog lady, uh, she's taking a bath. She's taking a bath, Catherine. <laughs> what did you think of this? Um, I was immediately a little bit unsettled but then i was like you know what she's being a protective space mom it's fine <laughs> she can do whatever she needs to do but i don't know maybe she should have told mando that she was going somewhere just so could have avoided yeah. the whole spider situation that's but. fair i mean Jordan, we don't see a lot of baths in the star wars say unfortunately not you know <laughs> but uh it, you know it makes sense and you should know this from experience you know being around a pregnant lady all the time like, sure, you, you need to stay safe, but sometimes you just got to take a load off. You got to, you know, you're, you've been carrying around these children all day. You just need some you time. Lady Frog just needed some her time. She just needed to relax and, and vent out a little bit. That's exactly what she needed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, okay, so we get this idea here. The really funny part, again, Baby Yoda tries to eat the egg and then, and then uh, Mandalorian, like a dog, Catching catches a dog with his you know head in a food saying no no bad bad baby Yoda don't touch no and so baby Yoda says okay I'm gonna have to find some other eggs and he finds these spider eggs presumably uh, scarfs one right away and then they begin to hatch is that how these eggs work Jordan what was going on here yeah very unfortunate timing there that uh, when he just started eating them the rest of them started to hatch um, maybe he like triggered them all you know like one of them hatch and they're like oh, okay I guess we're coming out now. Right. You know, they all heard that one crack. I don't know anything about animals and eggs, but uh, let's go with that for today. You know, you don't have a doctor degree. Maybe we could ask Dr. No, we could ask, yeah, Man there. Mandible should know. He does have eggs and he has a doctor. So, Catherine, what did you think when uh, we saw these million spiders come out towards uh, the gang here? Okay. So, these spiders have been in Star Wars before. Okay. Okay. They're in Star Wars Rebels. Um, they're actually called Krykna's. Okay. <laughs> in case you were wondering. Krykna's. Yeah. Um, and they're on a planet that the Rebels use as a base mm -hmm. in Star Wars Rebels. Um, so, like, maybe they're close to the planet, but, like, the planet isn't named, so you don't actually know. Mm -hmm. right. uh, but I thought they were disgusting, and... Mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, it's made me like never want to go near spiders again. <laughs> right. And you kind of felt that it was coming when there was all those little ones and there's some medium sized ones. And then you felt like, you know, that, that Shelob uh, from Lord of the Rings was right around <laughs> the corner and yeah. the giant queen spider comes out, Jordan. And what did you think of this spider here? You, you know, you hit the nail on the head. That was my thought. Exactly. When I saw the giant spider come, I'm like, what the Mandalorian needs right now is for Lady Galadriel to come on out and say, Mandalorian. Din Djarin, I give to you the light of the Arendil star. May it be a light for you in these dark times. And I was waiting for him to just throw the thing up there and fight the spider back. If you don't know what I'm talking about, don't worry about it. Um, but I, I had major Lord of the Ring vibes there. And it was, it was fun. I loved it. And I started thinking like, okay, this frog lady, don't frogs eat spiders? Shouldn't she mm. still like whip her tongue out and swallow the whole thing? Or was it a little bit too big, probably. 
Right. Now, don't you think Lady uh, Galadriel, not Lady, Gal- <laughs> don't you think Galadriel should have given Frodo a flamethrower instead of You would a, think if he had light? some kind of Mandalorian yeah. armor and a rocket pack, <laughs> that would be amazing. Now, as as they're making their getaway, we got all of a sudden, you know, it seemed like the frog lady didn't have much going on for her through the episode. She seems sort of like a helpless lady. But, okay, now she needs to get her clothes on. Okay, yes. immediately the tongue comes out. Whoosh, goes on immediately and then they start to run Catherine and the frog lady goes full frog and is sort of uh hopping away what did you think of this <laughs> that was wild um when she like grabs her clothes it made me think of um jar jar in the phantom menace and he like okay. goes to grab the fruit um but I, <laughs> yeah it was another one of those moments where i was like what is happening but <laughs> i love that she was, was hopping great. around yeah, yeah. it's so funny it reminded me of like super mario brothers 3 where you get the frog suit, and yeah. when you're in the water, when you're in the water, it's all good. But then when you're in the frog suit on land, it's like the least like efficient way to travel. Yeah. <laughs> and that's basically what the lady frog was doing there. Yeah, she was flying though, and it was yeah. working. And yeah. in fact, she she helps Baby Yoda as Baby Yoda is stuck with spiders on his head. I thought, I thought, I mean, you guys probably thought this too. Oh, here comes the forest from Baby Yoda. Here comes the forest. <laughs> but no, uh, frog lady saves the day with her her pistol that she got from somewhere with a perfect shot sniping this frog off Yoda's head, Jordan. Yeah, he, I mean, he, you know that when he uses the force, it really drains him and depletes him and he needs to save that energy for eating the eggs. So we got to keep that in mind. But yeah, the frog lady to the rescue, who knew she was such a great shot? I mean, I'm getting a little bit jealous of uh, Mr. Frog at this point because this lady frog is a real catch. Yeah, do we have any thoughts, Catherine, on who Mr. Frog is? Frog man. <laughs> Probably just a nice... <laughs> Frogman doing frog <laughs> things on what's the planet? What planet are they going to? Coal Ivan or whatever? Right, right. Uh, a frog man. I mean, I guess people didn't think Spider Man would be that good, but if you were to have a frog man, what sort of what sort of powers would they have? I guess they'd be able to hop far places. Yeah, jump very high. They'd, they'd have, have a, a deadly tongue. a deadly tongue. Yeah. Right. Right. What else? <laughs> yeah, you know what? I think that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> they'd be good with a pistol. Oh, yeah, apparently. Good with a pistol. little sidearm. So, so they sort of shoot, shoot the frog lady, saves Baby Yoda. Mandalorian uses the flamethrower. And then we get the score coming on here. We get the Mando theme coming in the music. Looks like it's going to be a great getaway. And it's a fake out, Catherine. That really got me. Did it get you guys? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was another moment of ultimate stress. <laughs> right, right. Jordan, what did you think? As, this, as it looks like they're going to oh. get away. And then Shelob comes back. <laughs> and... Yeah, I, I love <laughs> I love a good fake out. This is awesome. It seemed like, you know, it seemed like a little bit too easy almost to just like, okay, we're going to fly this ship that's clearly broken out of here without some more problems coming. They never actually took care of the big spider. So I'm glad that it came back. Right, right. <laughs> and so it looks like they're in trouble. They're, the spider is breaking through it and we start to see some shots coming in. They're being saved by somebody did you have any thought, first reaction, either of you, uh, start, Academy, Catherine, we'll start with you, of who was saving them? Did you have any thoughts, Catherine? I wanted it to be Tamara Morrison's character, whoever he's playing. Okay. <laughs> I really wanted it to be him. Who do we think that he's playing? Um, <laughs> okay. Well, I, there's a high chance he's Boba. Right. But the fact that uh, he's a clone means that he could be like one of millions of different people. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, I really want him to be one clone named Echo, who right. uh, mm-hmm. is a cool dude. Mm-hmm. From Clone Wars, <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. Now, but it would make it would make very little sense for for we'll say it's Boba Fett or whoever it is, Boba Fett is <laughs> clone to show up in this planet here. It made no sense. Jordan, did you have any thoughts of who was saving them? Yeah. Now. This is either me being way smarter at Star Wars than I should give myself credit for, or I just got lucky. But I felt like when I heard the blasters, I was like, in my head, I was like, those sound like X-Wing blasters. (laughs) So that's my first thought was those two guys came back because it sounded very distinctly like a specific type of blaster that would come from an X-Wing. So I right away was like, oh, those two guys are back. Like, yeah. no question. <laughs> to me, I, I, I thought I was leaning towards X-Wing. I thought maybe, oh, are there, Mandal- are there actually Mandalorians here? Because that was sort of the, the thing. Was the, Is there some Mandalorian here that they can get more information from? 
But to find those next week pilots, yeah, I think it was it was good. I wasn't positive, but it was nice to see that it was. And the X Wing pilots end up saving them, and they they seem to kind of walk me through this here, Jordan, a bit what happened here. So they said, okay, we ran your license plate numbers. Uh, <laughs> we talked to we talked to the police, and we know what's going on here. Seems you do have a warrant, but uh, since you helped arrest those three people in the ship, right? Is that right? Mm-hmm. And then when, I don't know how they have this record, but you were nice to the little security guard on the prison ship. Yeah. Is that what they're saying? Even though he died, yes. right? Yes. He and how do, they, how do they know that he was nice to them? Yeah. So my guess, first of all, a beautiful sneak attack by the X-Wing <laughs> fighters coming back and saving them. But uh, I mean, yeah, the guy died. So I was thinking that too. How did they get the report across? I mean, I'm just going to go ahead and assume that they had video footage or something to see this, but I don't know how else they would know it, but that's basically what's happening is they say, okay, you've done these things wrong, but you've done these things that were right and that were nice and helped someone on my side. So we're just going to look the other way. Catherine, what did you think of this sort of thing? Is that, does that make sense from, I guess we don't really know what's going on with this new Republic, but it didn't make sense for them to just say, not only save Mando and then, but then just also let him go. Yeah. I mean, I feel like at this point, the new Republic is still really disorganized. Mm-hmm. So they're probably like, oh, we'll let him off the hook this time. And who knows, maybe the like the people that he caught and left on that prison ship, maybe they were really bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really yeah, they were. They were. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. So yeah. It does seem that the this new republic is pretty incompetent. And if I'm gonna make a, a bold take here, I think in about 25, 30 years, New Republic, it's gonna be wiped out here. There's gonna be some new <laughs> Some new order that for the first time is going to come in and, and they're going to wipe out the whole new Republic. That's just my hot take here. I just don't think that they have, have what it takes, you know, if only there was some nice young general, um, you know, and uh, that he was, you know, I don't know, like a general Hux, for example, (laughs) (laughs) that he could throw, throw. That's just my thoughts here. Hypothetically. This new new Republic, it's not, it's not not doing it for me. It's not doing it for me. (laughs) But in the end, they let him go. And that basically, it wraps up the episode here. And was there anything else in the episode specifically that we hadn't really touched? Uh, Jordan, was something, anything that you wanted to bring? Yeah, there's one interesting thing. So we go, going back to when the Mando's trying to talk his way out of it with the X-Wing pilots, um, he says to them kind of awkwardly, may the force be with you. Mm-hmm. Now, we're, we're led to believe that he doesn't know really anything about the Jedi. Right. But somehow along the way, he learned this like, famous slogan that's part of the Jedi, may the force be with you. Now, is this just something that said, like, if you're in Hawaii, mahalo, mm-hmm. like everyone just says it? Or is this like something you would only know if you knew more about the Jedi? I, I mean, my guess would be is, is it's, it became, because that's what something that they were saying. I mean, Admiral Akbar says it, says it to the, the group in the Return of the Jedi. Uh, we've seen it a few times. Oh, may the force be with you. This is something that the rebels have been running by. It's almost like their slogan, may the force be with you. And it could be similar to something like, you know, you sneeze and someone says, God bless you. That sort of idea here where that doesn't necessarily mean that they are religious people, but they're saying God bless you out of habit. Catherine, what did you think about that? Yeah, I thought it was a little weird. It doesn't really make sense to me other than what Jordan was saying, where it just kind of became like a a slogan. And then it just kind of became empty words that people just said to each other. (laughs) (laughs) I can't really think of any other reason why he would say that yeah it's almost like he knows he knows who he's talking to and he knows that that's sort of their mantra and so he's trying to appease them it was kind of funny the way he sort of yeah was handling the the that the whole time he was sort of like okay i'll I'll make sure i keep an eye out for some bad people for you don't worry (laughs) and then i didn't really get why he didn't send the ping i don't understand the ping part it was like oh we need you to send the ping he's like oh i can't do it right now and then he's like okay here it is what was his hesitation there yeah, maybe there's something, maybe something would be identified with the child. You know, maybe he wasn't sure about Frog Lady, if she was suspicious. <laughs> I don't know. It's hard, to, it's hard to say. Right. That really threw me off there. Catherine, was there anything else in the episode that stood out to you or anything in your notes or anything that you had that you wanted to discuss? Yeah. Um... Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Take your time. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> we'll figure it out here. Um, so from some research that i i didn't do my sister did while i was watching the episode okay um 
pretty much all of the planets that they talk about are like planets that before now like haven't been mentioned like didn't really like exist before <laughs> now which I thought was kind of weird I kind of like when they're able to tie in the planets and like kind of give you a reference of where things are right um so that was kind of yeah, well, I think with that one, I think it, they, they they did a pull of balance because I think they were tattooing last episode, but it's nice yeah. to get, it is yeah. nice, you know, I don't know how many planets there presumably is in this galaxy, but it seems like there's a lot of planets <laughs> if, <laughs> yeah. we're, if we're being straightforward. So it is, I always appreciate when they do go to new planets yeah. and we're meeting new types of uh, people or I guess spiders in this point. <laughs> But do we have any thoughts, Catherine? Are there any planets you hope to see in this this season of uh, season two here? Uh, maybe not in season two, but in general, I would really like if they went to Camino, um, because I think that Yoda, if he's not a clone, he's part of the cloning program. So okay. it makes a lot of sense for them to go to Camino, and I really want them to go to Camino. <laughs> right. So that is the location where the clones were being made, right? Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. In, in Attack of the Clones? Yeah. yeah. And we get with the long-necked people. And yeah. we do wonder what, they, what they've been up to, what their process is. Yeah. Uh, you know, who knows? So that would be interesting. That would, that would actually be quite... And that's technically the, the home of Boba Fett as well. Oh. So it does kind of tie in there. Jordan, were there any planets that you think that we might, we might see or that we'd be interested yeah. in running into? I'm like you. I just want to see. I want to see some new places. I've always fascinated with like the new creatures, like Frog Lady, and just like new species. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just give me give me new stuff, new crazy stuff. Think outside the box. Give me a a guy with a, an alligator head and a donkey <laughs> body. You know, give me something crazy. That's what I want to see. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, the one thing you know, I know I got a lot. I got a lot of heat in the in the sequel films, but but uh, I'd be interested to go see Encanto Bite. Yeah, I'd be fine with that. That'd be fun. I think that'd be fun. You don't like that, Catherine? No. I think it'd be interesting, interesting twist to have that. I don't know how they could do it, but I think I think the Mandalorian could pull something something crazy out there. So so that basically uh, wraps up the episode here. I want to talk a little bit more about this frog lady here. Do we think that, Jordan, that we will see the frog? I mean, obviously they're still with them, so there has to be some sort of conclusion next episode you would assume or i don't know what is what is the prognostic of how much more frog lady we're going to get here in mandalorian season two yeah i mean obviously we we need her to find frog man in order to get the information (laughs) that he has um i have a bad feeling i have a bad feeling about this i have a bad (laughs) feeling about the frog lady and man that uh they have valuable information that they're going to give to the mandalorian that they could potentially be wiped out but we'll (laughs) see what happens there but we'll definitely see them for one more episode and then uh, hopefully for an entire series. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Catherine, do you have any thoughts on, on the frog lady of how much more we will see of her? I think it'll be next episode and then done. And then that's it? That's <laughs> yeah. It. Now, one of the things that we were talking about in a season preview a bit, and we definitely know in season one that happened, and that's what we're seeing again in season two, is the idea that each episode, there's sort of a sidekick for Mandalorian to interact with. There's a person to interact with. And so we've had Cad Vanth in the first one. We had Frog Lady in the second one. Uh, Jordan, what, do you have a preference between those two, two completely type, different types of characters? But as far as how they interact with the Mando and Baby Yoda, do you have a preference of what type of character you like to see there? Um... <laughs> I don't know. I, I just want, I, I enjoy just when they have crazy interactions. Like I, I like seeing Mando trying to speak to the frog lady because he cannot speak to the frog lady. Mm-hmm. I just find it really funny. Uh, he tried to speak to her in like some alternative third language as well. Right. See if she knew that, but apparently the frog lady only speaks frog. I don't know. I just like seeing these awkward interactions. I want to see more. I think that's going to bring up more of the Mandalorian's personality is mm-hmm. what I'm here for. Catherine, did you do you have a preference between Frog Lady or Cad Vanth? What was your what was your preference? Um, I think Cobb Vanth is annoying, so Frog Lady. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, I'm all in on Frog Lady. I think yeah. I, I'm just trying to picture because you think you remember last episode where he where he not last season where he went back, he picked up Carrie Dune, he picked up Quill, he picked up IG Eleven, all the people he met along the way, and they and they <laughs> defeated Moff Gideon. Is he is in episode seven? Is he gonna be like, all right, Cat Vanth, all right, Frog Lady, 
Let's yep. go. Yep. And, and by then, all of her spawn are going to be growing up. He's going to have this little army of yeah. frogs ready to roll. She's a good shot, too. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. So that's, I don't know, that's sort of interesting of where I see. All right, let's sort of wrap up my talk on this episode here. And then I want to hear a little bit about maybe some predictions that we have for what's to come. But we like to talk about here our ratings in this, uh, in this podcast. Out of 10, we sort of wrapped it up. Last, last uh, episode between me, Jordan, and Nicole, it scored a 7.5 out of 10. And I have my ranking locked in, but I want to hear from you guys a little bit first. Uh, out of 10, maybe tell us what your score is and why you think that is. And Catherine, you're the, you're the guest of honor. Let's start <laughs> with you. Uh, what, how would you rate this episode? Okay. I like this one better than the first episode. Um, so I think I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10, tentatively. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 7.5 to 8. Um, Which one is it? You can't can give a range. You have to give a number. Seven point seven five. No. Seven point seven five. No, I'll give it. I'll give it an eight. Okay. Okay. So you liked it. How come you liked it more than than last episode? Um. Well, yeah. For one thing, I thought Cobb Vance was kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> and Tatooine's great, but I want to see the other planets. Okay. <laughs> We've got a lot of Tatooine in life. That's right. Yeah. Jordan. How, where, how do you rate this episode? Okay, so there's a couple of things I love about The Mandalorian. Uh, again, I say this every time. I love the soundtrack. And there's a lot of really good hits in this one that were amazing. Um, of course, one of the top things I love about it is Baby Yoda moments. <laughs> yes. And this episode was juiced with Baby Yoda moments. And I always tell Trevor, I love the weird, super insane creatures, you know? And so with that being said, this episode had all the things I'm looking for. I'm going to give it an 8. An 8 out of 10. I gave the last one a 7.5, so I'm going to rank this one slightly above the first episode for me. All right. And it had Mr. Kim. Mr. Kim. (laughs) Yeah. Are you kidding me? Okay, see you. (laughs) All right. So for me, uh, last episode, I rated an 8. And this episode, again, I really, I did enjoy it a lot. My, my thing I'm always looking for is how are we progressing the main story, which the main story is two things. is Moff Gideon trying to get Baby Yoda and the Mando trying to get Baby Yoda to his home. And neither thing were really advanced very much, so it is what it is. But it was a very enjoyable episode. I love the frog lady. And so I think overall, I actually did enjoy this episode more. The thing that episode one had was the potential Boba Fett twist at the end, that sort of surprise, where there was no real surprise in this episode. So for me, this one is also an eight. So I'm, I'm putting episode one and two at the same at eight. But overall, with your guys' votes, this puts uh, it at total, and we all gave it an eight, so it gives us an eight out of 10, and it Good goes ab- above. Currently, this is our top episode here. Uh, but again, and these eights, what I'm doing is like, to say that I dislike these episodes in any way is probably a, a knock on it. If I was just ranking the single episode, but I'm trying to leave myself nines and tens yeah. because I have expectations <laughs> that we're going to reach, reach higher highs, right? Exactly. To me, like, I mean, I'm, these shows, I give me everything I want. There's no, there's no oh, doubt about right. that. But I just, I just have such high expectations that they're going to give me even more than what I want. So I'm, I'm waiting for that. I don't know if that's fair or not, but but uh, they've set the bar high and I'm ready to make it there. (laughs) All right. So that basically wraps up here. Our our coverage on the passenger here at chapter 10. And again, uh, if you guys want to continue to uh, follow us on at never seen SW on Instagram, let us know everything we have. If you have any questions or things that coming up, we'd love to have that. If you're interested in being on the podcast or sharing your takes or writing an email on the podcast, let us know that. Um, and so thank you for listening to that and please share the podcast around, but before we end here, I want to get it. I want to talk a little bit deeper into some predictions that we might have in here. And Catherine, we talked in the preview, me and Jordan, we're talking about the potentials of characters like Sabine Ren or Ahsoka and these sort of characters that we know some about or nothing at all about. So we wanted your thoughts a little bit on what about these characters, how you see them filling in and what happens. Let's start with, uh, potentially the Sasha Banks character here, who is rumored to be, uh, Sabine Wren, is that correct? Yeah. yeah. I, I think that Ahsoka will come really quickly after Sabine shows up, but okay. um, it makes sense for it to be her um, because at the end of Rebels, which is, oh, I think it's like three or four years after the New Republic uh, like takes over, 
Sabine and Ahsoka like go off on an adventure and it just kind of ends and you're like what is happening <laughs> so I think the Mandalorian would be a great place to pick up mm -hmm. the next part of the story mm -hmm. uh also I looked up Sasha Banks and a lot of the times she has really brightly crazy colored hair and mm -hmm. I immediately thought she looked like Sabine so it makes right. a lot of sense <laughs> right yeah also she's a Mandalorian so mm -hmm. yes she could be Part of the covert wherever he's trying to go. Now, Catherine, um, is it safe to say that she would be the boss of the Mandalorian? Maybe not the boss. I think you guys know who Bo Katan is? Yeah. Yeah. So I think Bo Katan is going to be the one in charge. Okay. Because for a while during the rebellion, she was in charge of the Mandalorians. Mm -hmm. And then something has to have happened. Mm -hmm. because she used to have the Darksaber, and then now yeah. Gideon has it. Right. So I think she's still in charge, and she and Sabine, like, know each other. So mm -hmm. the chances of Bo-Katan and Sabine and Ahsoka all being, like, together is, is I think, pretty likely, and I really hope well, that happens, because they're all really cool. <laughs> so when do we think that the Mando could make connection with, with Sabine here? If... The next episode is the one that has, like, you know how in the trailer there's Sasha yes. Banks and then... Yeah. If that's going to be the next episode, then I think Sabine will show up then. Uh, and then my sister pointed out to me that Dave Filoni, the guy who is kind of like the keeper of Ahsoka Tano, like her character mm -hmm. and her story, right. he's directing episode five. Okay. So I'm go. thinking that she might come in episode five. Right. Now, what do you think, uh, we're talking a little bit in the preview, what do you think Ahsoka does here in, in Mandalorian? Do you think she plays a, a big role here in this, in this season, in this show? Uh, or is this sort of a quick, quick hit cameo? Well, okay, she's basically Space Gandalf, and it's pretty great. Um, <laughs> Spandalf. Yeah. Um, I think long-term, she and Baby Yoda are gonna end up going on adventures like in the in wild space or in the unknown regions or something. Something to get him out of the way of the of the sequel films because it doesn't make sense for him to not be there if he's super powerful. Yes, right? yes, unless he died. Um, he's so sad. <laughs> well, <not laughs> like bad. there would be riots. <laughs> so do you, do you see that the do you, do you feel like at the end of this season it's Mando handing off Baby Yoda to Ahsoka? And that's that's it for Mando and Baby Yoda, and and a new spinoff series is Ahsoka and Baby Yoda, and then Mando maybe carries his, on his own way in in a season three. Maybe not right away, but maybe in like third or fourth season that'll okay. happen. I don't right. know. <laughs> yeah, the, to me it's just a question of I, I think Ahsoka is such a popular character, and so, but she could she could overpower the character of the Mandalorian. I think at a certain point, like she could become more someone that people care more about. And so we do, I, I don't think it's confirmed, but it seems like there's a lot of thoughts and, and strong feelings that there will be some sort of Ahsoka series uh, coming. And so there will, be, there will be a build towards that. And I think people are excited for that. So it's just a matter of how much Ahsoka do you give us now yeah. to then still be wanting uh, a whole new series with, with her as the lead. And yeah, who knows what happens. And, and we know for her that she doesn't make it at least to episode nine, as far as we know, that, we, that she probably does. But that makes sense. I mean, that's another 25, 30 years. So it makes, yeah. sense, that, it makes sense that at a certain point, uh, if she was coming in Attack of the Clones time, that, that, I mean, that's a, long, that's a long, uh, long life for her, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> fighting fighting uh, lots of people nonstop. Uh, is there any, anybody else, any other characters other than those two that you expect to maybe appear? How long term are you, are you asking? I'm thinking this season, this season. Um, I mean, Tamara Morrison could be playing a few different clones. He could be playing Boba right. and Rex and Echo. He could be playing all of them. Mm -hmm. Possibility. There's a chance that whoever he is they have like a little clone colony somewhere <laughs> and yeah. are just like hiding out <laughs> doing whatever <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, it'd be interesting if we see if we saw clones or anything like that too yeah yeah all right uh and then last question i have for you here is do you have any big predictions here for this season big predictions okay so 
I think that if Ahsoka and Sabine show up, um, it'll eventually lead to looking for one of the Rebels characters, Ezra Bridger, in the Unknown Regions, um, because he just kind of, like, disappeared at the end of Rebels with this, like, bad guy named Thrawn. Mm -hmm. Um, And you kind of get this idea that Sabine is going to go look for him at some point. So if she finds him, I would be very happy. (laughs) Right. And that, 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 again, it goes to, like, the thought of, like, how side, how many side stories, we really have had no side stories in Mandalorian, right? It's basically been, every story has been been revolved around specifically the Mandalorian and his journey. Have we even really had, like, how many scenes without the Mandalorian have we had through 10 episodes of this show? Like... have there been any? any? Yeah, like no, any? Nothing. You know, not that I can think of. There may there may have been some sort of interaction somewhere that I can't think of at the top of my head. But, I mean, I, it might have. I mean, I guess if you count, like, Baby Yoda hanging out with the kids in that planet yeah. on episode four or something like that, that. But that's not really a scene. That's more of a spat here. So that's, to me, where I'm just trying to figure out how much these characters will actually come in. I think people want a lot of these characters, especially uh, from the animated series. But... I just don't know how big of a role they're going to play here if that it makes sense here. Uh, Jordan, here now two episodes in, do you have any, do you have any more uh, clarity on maybe something that's going to happen here in this season that, you know, any more takes here to sort of end this off here? Yeah, well, I think a couple things have to happen soon. I think some big trouble in terms of the main story should show up, if not next episode, very soon, which will lead the Mandalorian needing to go recruit his old friends, Cara Dune, you know, and get some help because we do know that they're going to show up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I anticipate that this next episode is going to bring some trouble. Uh, maybe he finally comes close to finding a Mandalorian, but then Moff Gideon shows up and, you know, pushes him back or he needs to build a coalition of some kind. But uh, I think episode three uh, is going to bring a lot of conflict that's going to need the Mando to take a step back and prepare for a big fight. Yeah, Car- Cara Dune and, and Grief Karga, they're like in all the advertisements and the posters of all this. And again, we've yet to see them as yeah. well as Moff Gideon. So I'd like to see those, I'd like to see these characters sooner than later before we bring in more new characters, right? Like we have all these characters that we want to see what they're doing. And so there has to be some sort of episode again where he checks back in with, yeah. with uh, Grief Karga and Cara Dune. But, you know, you would think it would have been early. You think it would be... If not, if not this next episode three, it'd be episode four because it's sort of like they he wants to check in. But I guess they could hold it off. But that would be strange, it seems to me. But I don't know. Yeah. Well, that basically, I believe, wraps up our thoughts here on Mandalorian uh, chapter ten, the Passenger. Thank you, everybody, for listening again. Uh, you know, please share the podcast around. Uh, let us know if you listen to it. You know, we're probably just doing this for fun. It's something great that's going on. We'll see how the recording goes next week. Uh, you know, I, I'm sort of in flux right now in my schedule. So we'll see how how recording goes. But Jordan will definitely be there. We're still trying to get rotating guests throughout. So I think we have the next few few locked up. So we'll see how that goes. But otherwise, that basically wraps us up here today. Uh, Catherine, thank you so much for being on the show today. Cool. Thanks. <laughs> Jordan, again, great to have you. Of course. My pleasure. Going to go finish my eggs. All right. And again, thank you, everybody. And to all the frog ladies and frog ladies, gentlemen out there, may the force be with you. Bye.